You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. What's up? What's up? Welcome, welcome. Let's get it going. How is everybody doing today? I am excited because we are going to be talking about how to master your internship. We're going to be talking about if you have a summer internship this summer and you're like, you know what? I'm super excited, but ideally I want to get a full-time job, right? I'm here to get a full-time job. And so that's what we're going to be covering in today's uh, workshop. And so I want you guys to ask questions. I want you guys to do it all. Um, Let me, before we get started, I want to be able to record this on for the podcast, because I will be recording this workshop and using it for the Mastering College to Career podcast. But if you're watching this, introduce yourself in the chat. How is it going? We'd love to see you. Uh, Let me know who's here and ask me questions, questions, questions. I will get to your questions. Today, we will be talking about how to master your internship. We're going to be talking about you got an internship, you should be proud, but how do we make sure this goes into a full-time job. And um, let me just share my screen. Uh, I'm going to show you a cool presentation. Uh, and we can go from here. Oh, that's cool. All right. So sharing my screen, uh, we're going to be talking about how to master your internship. And these are the three things that we will be covering. Uh, we will be covering this three things. And this is what you're going to learn by attending this workshop. Number one, understand why companies do internships in the first place. Like, let's understand this. Let's understand what's the reason, right? Why are companies investing so much money and time and resources into your internship? Number two, how to convert that internship into a full-time job. Both you want, both the company wants to do that and both you want to do that. So we're going to be talking about strategies to make it easier for you to talk and communicate with the hiring manager to be able to get those internships. And then number three, we're going to be talking about networking because a big part of the success of your internship is how well you network, not only with your boss and your coworkers, but with everybody else in the department. Um, And so let's get started and let's talk about why companies do internships in the first place, right? Um, There's many reasons, right? Uh, Many little reasons why companies do internships. But in the grand scheme of things, the reason why internship programs even exist, and especially when we talk about large Fortune 500 companies, the reason why these companies even do this, um, even come and do internships is because they're trying to build a talent of pipeline talent, right? At the end of the day, I talk to this about this pretty much every single time I have a conversation. When a company is hiring, anytime a company is hiring, they are making an investment in you. They're making an investment. They can't use that money 
for anything else. They can only use that money to, to hire you. So if they're paying you $50,000 a year, they're not gonna use that for marketing, they can't use that to buy software, they can't use that to, for, to, to pay for somebody else to do it, right? They're investing in you. And so the bigger the investment, right, the more they wanna protect it. So the more they're paying you, the more they wanna protect it. So an internship is an amazing way to test drive that car. It's an amazing way to figure out if you're gonna be a great employee, if you have the potential to bring value to the company, and even just as important, it's gonna be a great way for you to see if you like the company, if you match with the culture, if you can see yourself building a career with the company, right? And that is gonna be super important. And so what is an internship? An internship is the perfect way for both the company and you to see if working together long-term, it's a win-win situation, right? And in the best case scenario, the companies would want to get everybody they're gonna hire out of college to go through their internship program, so they can go through those eight, 10, 12 weeks, whatever, however long the internship is, and both of you at the end of the internship have a really good feel about each other, and can make a, a decision and say, you know what? We want to hire Daniel. We want to hire Swan. We want to hire Robert. We want to hire Nick. You know, who, uh, we want to hire Natalie, whoever's here, right? And be able to determine too, as an intern, if you know, I love the company. I love the culture. I can see a clear path in my career here and be here for the long term. And that becomes a win-win situation. Um, I've done a lot of research on this, and I found that uh, ideally companies want to have internship programs in which they convert 80% of their interns into their full-time hires. And so having an internship, it's a win for you, and it's a win for the company. And allows the company to really see what you bring to the table, and I think that's an amazing, amazing thing to, to have and to be able to do. And so it's super cool. Uh, ultimately a win-win. So that is why companies, the number one reason why companies have internships is to build the pipeline of candidates. It's to potentially convert you into a full-time job, which is amazing. If you have a summer internship, just know it is in the company's best interest that you do well. It is in the company's best interest to give you all the resources, the training, the support, the mentoring that you need to be able to be successful in your internship, to then be able to convert you into a full-time hire. So in an ideal world, which we know that we don't live in it, um, a company generally starts their recruitment process in fall. Well, then if if you are a junior, you would go get a, inter a summer internship in fall. You would then in spring not do anything. You have an internship lined up. Summer, you would then do your internship. And then you would then get an offer in August, September. And then you would graduate in May and you would start working. And that would be like the ideal recruiting cycle. Obviously, it does not work out this, that way for the majority of people. But if you are a college student right now and this is your summer before you go into your senior year, um, I hope you're doing an internship with a company that you can really see yourself being there for the long term. And so um, super, uh, I, I would be like, that would be the ideal scenario. Um, but if not, it's okay. But at least this is just no... My goal with this presentation is to first show you why companies even have internships, how 
they value internships and how they want to convert you into a full-time job. And this goes into uh, point number two. We're going to be talking about point number two now is how does this now become, uh, how do you turn this internship into a full-time job, right? How do you make it easier for the hiring manager, your manager, your mentor, whoever you're assigned to, to make it easier for them to just say, yes, you know what? We should hire Daniel for a full-time job. Um, so there's three steps to this. And these are just not necessarily applies to internships. I think this really applies to any time that you are um, working for someone. You want to be, make it easier for someone to manage you and, you. and it comes out with, number one, having clear goals and clear expectations. Like, I want you to go into your internship and understand, right, and have clear understanding of how you are measured. How, how do you measure success? That I think it becomes very, very important. And there's always, especially if you're working for a large company, there is always some key performance indicator, KPIs. And sometimes the companies give them to you. And if they don't, it's important that you have a conversation with your manager from day one and understand how you're measured. If, if you're in sales, it's really easy. Is it, is it a amount of prospecting? Is it an activity that you have to do? Is it a certain amount of emails you have to send? Is it a certain amount of calls you have to do, right? Um, and obviously, because it's easier for some jobs and harder for others, but it's still very important to try as hard as you can to be extremely, extremely transparent and be on the same page with your manager and how you determine success. Like if you were to do X, Y, and Z by the next eight weeks, you would have done been a successful intern. You would have met the expectations of the company and it would have been half worth it. The investment that they're paying you for that internship would have been worth it. That is the key, right? Have clear expectations, having uh, calls and checkup points at least bi-weekly um, and be able to say, okay, boss, when we first talked, you mentioned that I needed to do A, B, and C in the first two weeks. Um, here's what I've done. How do you think I'm doing? And also, if you know for a fact that that's where you want to work is be a full-time employee from the first day of the internship, let them know. Say, hey, boss, um, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm very excited. I truly see myself building a career here. I want to be able to spend this next 10 weeks with you showcasing why I'm an ideal full-time hire. What do you suggest or what can I do to be able to have an offer by the end of it? And I think having that clear communication is going to be so important to be able to know what your expectations are out of the inter internship. Like, I want you to go in, if your goal is to make this into a full-time job, telling them, hey, my job is to make this into a full-time job. Tell me what I need to do. How do I prove it to you that I am the right candidate or I am the right person? And let them walk you through it. And then set goals and set expectations. Now, a lot of times, most internships are project-based. And it's going to take you a couple of weeks to get a, you know, a grasp and a true understanding of what your project is and how you become successful in your project. But a lot of times, that project might not take the 40 hours a week that you are allocated or could work for the company. And so that takes us to uh, point number two, right? Once you've done 
I, like once you've understand your job and you say, you know what, I can actually do my job in 30 hours. I have an extra t- 10 hours to do. Don't just try to milk the clock. Don't just try to just, oh, be easy on your time. I want you to ask for more. I sign volunteer for more projects. Get involved with ERG groups. And if you're not familiar with ERG groups, it's employee resource groups, right? And they're always looking for people to volunteer. They're always looking for people to do be more engaged. And that is an amazing way for you to get involved. Another thing you can do is go directly to your boss and say, what can I take off your plate? I know you're busy. Um, There's probably a lot of things that you don't have the time to go to. Is there anything that you can delegate to me that I can free up your time so that you can focus on more high-level tasks, right? Anytime that you can take things off your plate is going to make you look really good. It's going to allow you to build trust with your boss, and it's going to allow you to show that you have the potential and the capability to do not only your current job as an intern, but even more jobs moving forward, which is fantastic and which is awesome. And that is uh, really, really important. Um, I want you guys to think outside the box. And if you really want to take this and, and hit a home run, um, I want you to read the annual uh, report of each company. If you're working for a Fortune 500, if you're, if you're working for a public, publicly traded company, one of these amazing tricks that you can do right now is actually go read that company's annual report or the company's 10k report or go listen to the company's last earning call last quarter earning report and understand what the overall company strategy is and how does your department play a role in the whole grand scheme of things and allow yourself to help the company reach those goals and ask your management team how you can do so right um and how you can affect and, and, and add to the, add be, a, be a solution to what they're trying to solve. I think it's going to be very, very important here. I think it's just showing your passion, your love, your dedication for the company is going to take you um, very, very far, far uh, in this internship. Um, I, I remember, you know, back in my PepsiCo days when we did have interns, is the interns that were eager, they volunteered, they were the first ones there, the ones who were taking on different tasks, the ones that, you know, you can see the true passion for it. And in, in the PepsiCo world, in the Frito-Lay world, um, we used to say that, like, we it's a, there was a lot of blue-collar work, right? There was a lot of waking up early, going, doing store resets, getting on your knees and putting the chips on the shelves, right? And the interns that actually got their hands dirty, that actually volunteered to want to do those stuff, were the ones that stood out, right? Um, and I think thinking about how you could be the one that does the things that others don't want, um, I think it's going to be critical to allowing you to stand out. Um, and that really just takes us to point number three about this, right? They didn't hire you as an intern for you to be an expert. Like they understand that you're just an intern. They understand that you have a lot to learn. They understand and they want to teach you and they want to be coached. They want to teach you and they want to give you the resources, but you have to be open to being a team player, coachable, and have eagerness to learn. Eagerness to be like, to initiate and, and be show how you can add value to the team. I think coachability is one of those um, traits that any company, regardless any company, any job is looking for, um, especially as an intern, because they uh, they are coming, 
they're expecting you not to know a lot of things coming into the internship. Like it doesn't matter if you go to the top university, it doesn't matter. They they will automatically assume you, you know less than what you know as an intern. And so it's your job to let them coach you, to just ask questions, to be a sponge and take notes and know your audience, right? Like if your boss is like a baby boomer, taking notes on your phone is going to sometimes feel disrespectful to them, right? It's going to feel like, well, you don't care about them. You might be texting, you might be doing other things, even if you are generally taking notes. So know your audience, understand who or what type of boss you have. If he's really old school, get yourself a notebook, right? Get yourself a notebook, get your pen, good old fashioned, take your notes, take the notes. And then you can put them on your phone if you want to. But uh, be be mindful of that um, and eagerness to learn coachability. Utilize the company's resources. A lot of the companies have amazing, amazing uh, resources to educate you on the company, educate you on, on the role that you're doing. They might have some online tutorials and things like that. And another thing I want to share with you all is a lot of times when you're doing internships with Fortune 500 companies, there's a lot of other interns, right? There's a whole just internship cohort and you might've met them through orientation. You might've met them the first week. And my challenge to you is, can you be a leader amongst the interns? Can you be the one that sets mixers? Can you be the one that sends the Zoom calls if this is a virtual internship? Can you be the one that kind of unites and helps the interns um, mesh better and connect better? Um, can you volunteer to be the person in charge of the interns to set up meetings, to set up uh, surveys, to do things for the company uh, because you can relate to them better? So I think uh, being a leader within your internship cohort is going to add a lot of value and it's going to be a fantastic way for you to stand out. Um, and then lastly, give you a little bit of insight. Um, how kind of works, right, is that you do your internship and your your boss they have the most pull or way on whether you get the, the full-time job or not. But a lot of times it's not just your boss because HR and their recruitment team will go ask other people and say, you know, what did you think about Daniel? Like, what did you think about Daniel? Like, what did you think about Daniel? Right. And ask around. And, and then that takes us to point number three, the person who's network and build those relationships with not just your boss and not just the members of your team, but with others is going to allow you to excel and build some amazing, amazing relationships. So um, point number three is networking is king. Network is king, will always be king, and it's, it's going to be the best way for you to guarantee um, a full-time offer and convert into a full-time employee. And so let's talk about some tactics that, that should help you with networking while you're an intern. Um, here it is. Here's the challenge. I want you to have at least three coffee chats a week. Minimum, 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 minimum. Um, I think it's extremely doable. I think that it is very easy for you to, as an intern, to get three people within the company to meet with you. And here's what I want you to have that conversation. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be during breakfast. It could be during lunch. It could be a Zoom call. I don't care but you need to do this i would suggest um you go and get a notebook just for this and write notes while you're speaking with them again 
Don't do it on your phone. Don't do it on your tablet. Don't do it on your computer. If you're meeting with them in person, have a notebook and take notes there. It's just a level of respect. It's just something about it that just makes a difference. And so that's that's very important for you to, to know. And here's what I want you to talk about during that, that, that meeting. One, find commonality. Find things that puts you together. It could be you went to the same university. You majored the same, you had the same major. Maybe you had similar professors. Maybe you're from the uh, same hometown. Maybe you like the same sports teams. Maybe you like to play golf together. Uh, We both like golf or you both like yoga. You both like soccer. Maybe um, it could be you're from the same country, right? Find commonalities and spend that 15 to 30 minutes talking about them talking about their career, talking about what their journey in the company. Do not make this conversation about you. This conversation is not about you. This conversation is about them, 100% about them, their journey, their story, and the commonalities that you have with them. And so I want you all to really focus on building those relationships with them. Now, once you've had that conversation, I want you to end the call with ask for this couple of things. Number one, ask for one piece of advice. Say, what would be your advice if my ultimate goal is to get a full-time job offer with this company? What would be something that you think I should do to help me stand out, right? Something related to that. The second question I want you to ask is, who do you suggest I speak with next? And that is essentially a way to ask for a referral to go speak to someone else. And that is an amazing, amazing way to do this. Um, And it's gonna be very easy for you to go speak to the next person. Now, if you don't know where to start, um, and you can start with your boss, and you can start with your coworkers. You can even start with other interns, but um, I want you to take advantage of it because people want to help the interns. Like, it's like, would let me ask you all a, a, a kind of a question, right? If you got an email from a high school student that would love to get your advice on how to get into your university, or say, "Hey, I actually got accepted to that university, and I would love to get how to get the most out of my four years at the university," would you give them advice? And I would hope that your answer is yes. But when I ask this in a live audience, or even when I do this in a Zoom call, then Yes, 99.9% of people will do will set some time to speak with the high school student to give them advice. And this works the same way um, when you're networking on LinkedIn, trying to get a job, trying to get an internship, but as well as when you're already an intern and the company knows and the employees of the company knows that they want to make a good impression because they ultimately want you to stay there. And so asking them about them, asking them for advice, they're going to want to say yes. I've even seen people that reached out to vice presidents and presidents and really high level executives, and they've made time to talk to interns because for them is also a win, right? Think about it. Like if you're a vice president of a company and an intern comes and asks for your time, not many interns are going to do that, but you did it because you're special. And they're like, this is an opportunity for me to be able to speak to someone just that's just entering the organization and get their perspective because the senior leaders in the company do talk about talent. They do talk about the war on talent. They do talk about how do we attract and retain 
top talent, especially if you're a minority, right? That That's even a bigger topic. How do we attract and retain more women, more minorities? And so that is a really big trick. And especially because most of the people listening to me are first generation minority and international students. So this is a perfect way to that for you to get visibility from top level executives. And if you have a relationship and you build a relationship with a director and a vice president, you better believe HR will know about it and will positively affect your opportunity and chances to get a job um, and get a full-time offer. Now, that is the key. And, and if you don't even know where to start, like, and if you're going into the office, like, you know who the best person to speak with? Take the admin to lunch. Take the secretaries to lunch. Uh, take them to coffee. They know everything that is going on in an office. If you're in a traditional office, that is who I need you to focus with. If you're not, still, if there is a virtual admin that like supports the team that you'll be working on, become friends with them. They know everybody, they know everything, and they can tell you who would be the first person or who would be the next person that you should be speaking with next. So do please trust me on the admins and treat them well. Uh, this was a trick and a tip that I gave. This is before COVID. If you did get a chance um, to meet people in person, this people think about it. it there's a, an amazing quote and I forgot who it was. And if somebody knows, uh, give her credit. Uh, but it says, people forget what you tell them, but they don't forget how you make them feel, right? And so when you're having this conversation with them, right, um, and you are asking them about them and you're finding commonality, one of the things that you can do, this is a trick that I would I would suggest you do is ask them what their favorite Starbucks drink is. And then next morning, be there before them with their favorite Starbucks drink, right? Now, let's say that that drink costs $5. And let's say that you're doing this three times a week. That $15 investment a week, and now let's say you do this for 10 weeks, that $150 that you spend in Starbucks, I guarantee you, you're going to get that money and back with that offer. You're going to get invites to lunches. You're going to get so much more visibility. It's going to probably be the best $150 you invest, probably other than joining the Mastering College to Career Academy. Uh, um, hashtag shameless plug. But it will be one of the best investments you will make in your life. Now, if you did the Starbucks and say, thanks a lot, that's <laughs> like be funny about it. And you write a handwritten note and just thank them and add a little note that you uh, about what you learned about them or what advice you're going to go execute that you learn from them. It's going to leave such an amazing impression on that person that they will never forget you. And it's going to if you just do that and then you do a bad job at your job, there's still a chance that you'll even get the internship. <laughs> um, so that is the key. Um, writing about it, so meeting with them, writing about it. And then I want you to track those relationships. I want you to get people involved in your career, right? Follow up with them. Let them know, like, hey, you suggested I read this book, listen to this podcast, watch this documentary, or follow this influencer, whatever that advice was and you executed it, right, that, and then you kept them forward. If somebody came back to me and says, you know what, Daniel, uh, six months ago, you told me to go read Think and Grow Rich. I read that book. It changed my life. Um, this is what I've been doing since I read it. I would be so much more eager to want to help that person. I'll be so, so eager to want to like give them more advice. And now I'm like, I'm like invested in their career. Like I'm invested in their future and I just want them to be successful. 
And that's what happens when you have conversations with people, you update them on your journey and you let them know. And then once the internship is over, email every single person and let them know how they impacted your summer and how they were a part, how they specifically were a part of you having one of the best summers of your life. Those emails will go in a very, 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 very long way in helping you build um, such an amazing network of individuals that work at your dream company that will have such a big influence on whether you get the job or not. And um, and I, I think if you do those three things, right, if you ultimately want, understand that it is in the company's best interest, it is in the company's best interest to give you a full-time offer. So they want you to succeed and they're gonna make it easy for you to succeed. That's one. Two, if you have clear goals and have keep key, key, uh, key performance indicator KPIs with your manager, if you and your manager are on the same page, if you volunteer for extra tasks, if you are helpful, coachable, driven, and you tell your manager, what can I take off your plate? If you do that and you have bi-weekly conversations with your managers to check up when you're, where you are in each task, and then you focus on networking and building relationships, you, my friend, will no doubt get a job offer by the end of the internship. And you know what's going to be even better? Is that when you do get that job offer and you've built those relationships and you've done a good job and you've and you helped your manager uh, do some projects that maybe he didn't have the time to do before you got there, you will have so much more leverage to negotiate a better salary. Not only will you get an offer, but you will have the ability to even get paid higher or even get into a higher role than just the starting role that they usually get because you've been proving yourself for the last 10 weeks how you're not just great at being an intern, but how you have so much potential to just be like an amazing employee moving forward. And so that is the ninja tricks on how to just master your internship, right? Do those three steps without a doubt, zero doubt. I'll give you your money back guarantee. You will get a full-time job offer with your job as long as they're hiring, right? Like if they're not hiring, um, we can't control that. And so that's what it is. But that's the presentation. I'll stick around. If you have questions, I'll stick around here and answer them. If there's anybody that's still watching, if you guys want to, I'll even have you join the call. But yeah, uh, what questions do you all have? And if there's no questions, um, you can. if you're watching the replay, um, you can just uh, leave a comment and I'll come back to you and answer them uh, later uh, tomorrow. But yeah, if you enjoyed this cup of stuff, also put hashtag mastering co uh, college to career. Put hashtag MCTC in the comments if you've enjoyed them so I can continue to do this more. I want to do more, uh, more uh, LinkedIn Lives. Um, and I am thinking about putting this in the podcast. Um, and so, but yeah, trying new things out. Thank you guys for joining. And if you have questions, let me know. I'll stick around for a couple of more minutes and just we'll go from there. Yeah. Who's still here? I see there's people here, but put it in the chat. Who's here? I just hate the lag, the lag between when I'm recording and the live version. So if I don't see questions, I will just sign off. Thank you all for joining me today. You are all awesome and talk to you later. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. 
To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.